Warnings, the following podcast contains coarse language and uh, some... Uh, whistle, sexual whistle. references. Oh, oh yeah. sexual references. I can't I'll do a whistle, but I'll let you do a It's a bit steamy. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Positively shocking. Welcome to Shake and Not Nerd. Uh, episode, uh, I think it's 113, the podcast that just got back from Melbourne Supernova. Supernova? Supernova. <laughs> I really want to do the whistle. I can't do the whistle. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we'll teach you the whistle. Not, not only did you get the whistle, but you got the... <laughs> supernova. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Very airy. You get that. Is Steven Seagal oh, your favourite actor? Whistle. Steven Seagal. He's... Uh, what about, fantastic. what about Stephen Sutherland? <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, now that's that's a fine gentleman. <laughs> He's superb. I am your host, Duty, and uh, with me, as always, uh, the Tom, the Spicy Tim. Hello, happy to be here. And now, after today, with extra spice. Oh, but yeah. You'll you... have to wait for the video. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of the Wilhelm scream. Uh, but you will have to wait to see the video of Supernova to see what that mm. extra spice came from. Oh, mm. nice tease. Mm. We met yeah. the boy himself. The <laughs> Hellboy. Welcome to <laughs> Hellboy. <laughs> what, what boy? <laughs> boy? Boy. Boy. We also met that boy Order. as well. Uh, and of course, we have the Fuzzy Dan. Speaking of boys. Ah, jerk boy! You got out of you that missed one safely. The, you missed the segue. Oh, no. You got out of that so safely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have uh, the Ollie, the soundboard Oxley. <laughs> Ollie, the soundboard Oxley. The turmeric titan himself. <laughs> we also don't have Ian, the huge footlong Johnson, as he uh, forgot he had a Bucks party on today. And he wasn't Supernova with us, which was we were grateful for that. Um, we do have his camera. We're taking it hostage. Um, and we can finally see now what is yeah. on his camera. It's some... Um, Bit of racy stuff. Oh. There's a fairly large amount of files in his uh, camera. <laughs> We're just going to go through those and have a bit of a slideshow later on. If we take a look at the next photo. Oh, oh, I don't think. Oh, We're maybe the next one's more endearing. Mm, no. Oh, we're just going to erase some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll move on to uh, the news. No, no. <laughs> it's a top ten news countdown. We should have turned it down so he could have gone. It's the top ten. <laughs> Number ten. Look at that. Number ten. <laughs> All right. First up, we have that Hellboy. Speaking of the Speaking of the boy. Speaking of the boy. <laughs> the boy. Speaking of boy. 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 Yeah, boy. Uh, is <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's episode. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> next week's episode, what's the theme? <laughs> boy. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of boys, Tom. Speaking of boys. <laughs> the boy. Oh, yes. What? What? Oh, no. <laughs> what we no. said no tangents this week. We said no tangents, 45 minute flat. <laughs> okay. Hellboy is getting a... Uh, 
is getting an R rating in Australia. Yeah. R. R. Yeah, boy. Which actually is not that common, so... Really? Not for the... Well, not what? really. Well, considering what, Venom got an R rating, didn't it? No, no. it was M. Oh, it was M. What, mm. Which one? Oh, well, um, Deadpool. Deadpool. That was the which was, was M.A. Yeah. And Logan got an R rating as M-A. well? No. Mm-hmm. Really? M.A. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, there we go. So, we're expecting big things then? Oh, some, um, some pretty big things. Um, pretty big wheel. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've rewatched both Hellboy... Th- uh, Fuzzy's closing the blinds behind me because I'm blind. Um, I rewatched Hellboy 1 and 2 over the last couple of days. And to be honest, I'm probably going to miss Ron Perlman. Like, I'm hoping he's in there somewhere. Like, <sighs> hidden as an extra or something. No, he's not going to... He, he is out. Yeah. yeah. Be, he's not for six. With you, I, I, I feel that those first two Hellboy films people either loved or hated... I was not a fan myself. So, so you're looking forward to seeing David Harbour do his thing? And uh, I'm not really that excited. Right now. I'm not really that excited in general. Oh, no. Uh, well, uh, we'll see how we go as we go through it. Do you have the other David Harbour news? <laughs> within the, do you have the other David Harbour news within our news? No. <laughs> he's, uh, he's cast for someone, someone in the uh, Black Widow film. Ah. He's casting Black Widow. We don't know the film that nobody's crying out for. In the role of someone. In the role of Hellboy. Mm, okay. Ah. Number nine. Next up, yeah. we have some news about Mr. Mark Hamill. Speaking of boys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <I'm a> boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Right, boy. Oh, we apologise, listeners. <laughs> uh, Marky in- Mark. We'll be doing the... That's not Mark. Mark. Hey, what are you doing? Yes, Ma- Mark... Okay, Mark Wahlberg will be doing the voice of Chucky. <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. I'm going to stab you. What's the problem? I'd we fucking watch that movie. Yeah. You, we're laughing about it. I would watch that movie. Why are you crying? What's, what's, the, what's the problem, I'm bro? your best friend. Why? I'm your best I'm friend. I'm going to this burger down your joint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm white at the wazoo. Like, what's the problem? What? No. <laughs> are you killing people, Chucky? What? No. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Transformers? What? What do you mean, Transformers? You now know you have to do a Chucky dub, yeah. <laughs> and I got to do a fucking... What was the other one? A Lord of the Rings dub I had to do? It just added to hey, the hey, list man, of dubs. Just saying. Easy content. Chuck and a mic. Have the thing playing. and start talking. Well, was the, I had to do a Lord of the Rings one the other day, didn't I? Lord of the Rings dub. Oh, uh, yeah. It was something. What was that? You both said, you know, you have to do that. And I'm like... Oh, I feel like it's definitely not going to happen. Go back and listen to the Lord of the Rings episode, episode whatever. Fellowship Um, of the Nerd. Fellowship of the Nerd, yep. Go listen to that. We talk about that. And then I'm sure we've dared him to do something in there. And let us know. If somebody actually lets us know, I will be amazed. We'll give you some stickers. Yeah, we'll give you some stickers. Oh, yeah. You just ruined the number one piece of news and we got stickers. Super. Stickers. We got some some sweet ass merch. See around like a sticker roll. Oh, wow. So, Mark Hamill. <laughs> yes, Mark Hamill. Number eight. All right. <laughs> no tangents. A quick, concise 45-minute episodes, minutes. and we're in seven minutes already. <laughs> uh, number eight, we have that the Umbrella Academy has been renewed for season two. I haven't seen season one. You're missing out. I've You're doing yourself a disservice by not watching it. It is. I'm watching Seinfeld. I'm catching up. Mm. Ketchup. He's catching up. He's catching up. Ketchup or ketchup? Ketchup. 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 
kids. I will say, we got we got du- <laughs> as a side note, we got fucking duped today on Supernova with the dead Ash Ketchum. <laughs> we did. We got completely duped. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really staying on topic yep. with yep. these news yep. items today. Sorry, are we? sorry. <laughs> Stay on target. So Umbrella Stay on target. target. What is Umbrella Academy about besides Ellen Page and a monkey? Like, uh, I, I, I compared it a little bit to uh, Watchmen, but in a TV series. Very sort of similar themes to it. But they're doing a Watchmen TV series. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very like if you take the movie, the Zack Snyder movie, and you look at uh, look at it in this format in a broken down series, there's, there's a lot of similarities between what's going on there. Um, very sort of more realistic superheroes mm. in real world scenarios. Mm. Um, there's a lot of uh, more youthful characters in this one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think there's, I don't want to go too much into the story because it almost would ruin it straight off the bat. You need to be sort of immersed into the actual uh, saga to actually understand it and right. appreciate it to, to its, you know, to the fullest extent. So I'd rather say that it's really good to watch. Very good superhero based television show. Yeah. It, and, and yeah, and, and to add to Fuzzy and sort of what you said there, it is very grounded in reality, mm. but in a very different way than I would say, like The Dark Knight or something. Yeah. I would say this is actually, it's sort of explore, it's a show that explores more um, what actually affects being a superhero would have on people's lives in a way, which yeah. is an interesting take. Yeah, so definitely check out. There's a there's an interesting cast involved, and they've done it really well. The production value is really high. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- that it's coming back for season two, I'm not surprised because it ended with a bang, and yeah, it's definitely worth uh, worth coming back for. And then just before season two debuts, they say it's cancelled, just like Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones is slightly different. That sucked. I reckon this is. I reckon Umbrella Academy is better than any of the Marvel TV series, Netflix ones. Maybe not Daredevil, but yeah, maybe not Daredevil. Daredevil season three is pretty again good. though, but they they were able to do what they were supposed to do with they wanted to do with the Marvel series and make you know their own concise form of uh, number of episodes. Yeah, they didn't have to stretch it out to meet you know other requirements. They did really well with that. So yeah, yeah, bring on more Umbrella Academy. Umbrella. Number seven. Anyone see the new Gotham trailer? Yeah, I think so. Yep. The one that shows the new Joker. Yeah. Nope. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, they've replaced the guy? No. Oh, no. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on what they're doing out there on the field. Oh, for fuck's sake. What they're doing on the field is different completely from the playbook that I've got in front of me. We're supposed to... <laughs> okay, so go on. <laughs> So essentially in the new trailer we actually saw the look of the Joker that they've actually brought into it. Sure. So I don't know. Uh, okay, scars or makeup? Hmm? Scars or makeup. Mm, he looks oh, like right. the best way I've seen him seen him described as is a kicked in kneecap. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, so he's so he's essentially like his hair is super like thin and long. Like golem. And it's green. And then he's like his cheeks are all sort of um Sort of like scarred and stuff, but mm. not like a scarred smile. Okay. Um, I'm trying to talk and also search for it at the same time, which is well, probably more well, difficult. That's yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually like the look of him. He, he's got a very um, Heath Ledger costume. Okay. Yeah, I think, sure. And he looks very Heath Ledger. Yeah, interesting. Um, but it's different enough, in my opinion, that it's it, it's something interesting. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that is very. It's, I would say zombie Joker. Mm. A little. You yeah. said Joker, yeah, 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 sweet, yeah. Because I heard Joker. 
<laughs> yeah, Ooh, zombie that's a zombie jerker right there. <laughs> zombie jerker. He, he looks right yeah, sure. a bit of a bit of a jerk move. He's doing something. He, with he his does hands look a, right now. He does look like a bit of a kicked in kneecap, doesn't he? Hey, man, he looks like somebody's fished him out of the sewer and like stuck him in a nice coat. Um, <laughs> I mean, not trying to sound too fucking awkward right now, but uh, <laughs> someone's chucked him a pretty sweet seat and uh, given him the runaround. <laughs> I give him a bit of a bloody joker, right? Okay, so so he's in the new series of Gotham. Uh, Last season of Gotham. I'm uh, so it's definitely fishing up because I've yeah. not followed it at all. I watched the first season and a half and was uninterested. No, uh, I, I haven't watched it either. I figure our audience might be interested. Sure. I watched the first two seasons, um, but yeah, no. So this last season, we'll see both Joker fully formed and Batman. Mm, mm. Interesting. They've done some interesting things for some characters, like the Penguin has done really well because they call him Penguin. Because he wears one of the traditional sort of suits, mm-hmm. and then he gets beaten up in like the first episode or the second episode to the point where he has a permanent like um, he has to permanently have his, his one of his feet out on an angle like a penguin, and then okay. actually walks with a limp. So they call him Penguin because of that. Okay, so it makes sense. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Yes. Number six. Next up, we have that Idris Elba will no longer be Deadshot. But right he time. will be Heimdall. in the new Suicide Squad. <laughs> so they have decided to move him into a different role. They haven't said maybe which role. Maybe it's not a reboot anymore. Because, like, I th- I, it seems that DC wanted to do a reboot because when Justice League came out and it didn't do financially as well as they wanted it to be, they went, all right, cool, let's just reboot the fucking thing, whatever. And it's like, mm. well, we still have Ackerman coming out. Yeah, and they've just gone, cool. Whatever, mm. Aquaman's come out and it's done really, really well in the box office. Shazam's come out, and it's done really, really, it's doing well at the box office. It's doing well critically, so they might be going. Actually, we might have something we could save here, like with a new le- with this new leadership team that they've got going at the moment. They could actually have something worth holding on to. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, but it it seems very odd to me just in general to continue on with it when there's been so much talk about not continuing with it because. Marvel is at least built on a solid foundation and when people go and talk about Endgame and they go, oh, you can watch these 45 hours worth of films, you sort of look at it and go, it's a long time, but there's a lot of good films there. And starting yeah. from the start, there's a lot of good films. But if DC had, had something built up and you were just like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> it sort of doesn't say anything good about their overarching universe. So yeah. I think they should just... Rebooted. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but they're bringing the, the the problem is they're bringing back some of the same characters from the first uh, the first well, take. I mean, we've got Jai Courtney again, don't we? <laughs> of course, because you know he wasn't too bad. I thought Captain Fucking Boomerang so yeah. threw one boomerang and stole de- Deadpool shtick with the unicorn. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, and then uh, they were filmed at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. That excuses it entirely, Tom. You're completely correct. I'll take back my criticism. <laughs> and uh, anything bad I ever said about Suicide Squad, including Jared Leto. Look, look I think really what we're, we're looking at here is James Gunn playing Wrath stuff and hearing what people are saying about Idris Elba coming in as a replacement for Will Smith. I, I, I like him being in there. Idris Elba's amazing. We'll just have to see, you know, let trust that James Gunn knows what he's on about because, you know. I wonder who they're going to make he's it. Probably he's earned it. Like who Idris Elba is, like what it, are, if If they, if Warner Brothers are indeed going to stick with what they've got, uh, stick with their guns, um, then they might keep, um, fuck, what's his name? Joe Manganiello as 
Deathstroke, mm-hmm. keep Deadshot as Will Smith, but mm-hmm. then who do we, who do you have um, Idris Elba as? Hush, dude. We'll figure it out later. You could have him as Hush. You could have him as Hush. <laughs> it would make sense. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Number five. Now, I put this one up at number five because I thought that Fuzzy would be offended if I put it any lower and I know how super excited he is it. Dune has started shooting. What's yes! Dune? What's a Dune? Yeah. It's only the the like yeah. the single biggest movie that's going to come out in the next couple of years besides Endgame. Yeah, who who, do we, who is in it again? Josh Brolin. Yeah, uh, like Oscar Isaac. Uh, we've got uh, Jason Momoa's in there. It's a yeah. cast of thousands. We've got a superstar lineup of directors and production teams. Uh, so we've got Denis Villeneuve coming in to do that after the the va- uh, much vaunted success of. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 mm. so he's been given a massive budget um, seemingly unlimited with what he's going through now I would imagine we're going to see this being a 250 to 300 million dollar film and we'll see it all on the screen yeah. like li- literally if you actually look at the um, the crew or the production staff for it if they had a if somebody decided to have an exclusive Oscar party <laughs> Most of them would go. Yeah, it's just it's it's the who's who of amazing cinematography and production. They they are going to do something special. It, it's it's all lined up to be something special. They'd have to catastrophically fuck up to make it uh, bad. So, well, the way Hollywood's been John going, Carter. I would not be surprised if it does get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, John Carter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look, I mean, I think they're going to put in the time and attention that they put into things like Blade Runner and some of the stuff that he's done in the past. He knows the direction to take things in, and I think yeah, hundred percent uh, agree. Yeah, look, there'll there'll be an, a very interesting story here. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Judy has no idea. I, I look. I'm missing Ian, my offsider in this one. I think Ian supports me in this. Mm. He's very excited for it. Um, I believe Ollie's in the. In From the some of the though. shots I've seen of 2049, it looks pretty. It's amazing. Like that. That's incredible. That it film. is a fantastic film. Yeah, you should watch. Yeah, you cool. really. Yeah, right. You really, really should. You're a really, really show. Yeah, really, 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 really big show. Yeah, cool. Really big. How big? <laughs> Number four. Alarmingly big. <laughs> Right. All right, we have had... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what are we up to? Number four? Four. Four. We had a Game of Thrones Season 8 teaser mm-hmm. that I watched in the car on the way here. Has anybody else seen it? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Reference you still don't get, but I love that you're bringing it out. Uh, well, what happened was... Um, Nothing really. It's just like slow shots. It's it's called aftermath. I think yes. is the one you're referring to. It's just basically sl- uh, slow shots of snowdrifts through everywhere. Um, we've we got going yeah. through King's Landing. Uh, I think no. it's mainly through Winterfell. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all Winterfell. And it's just like the icons of the show have all collapsed. So it's all isn't um, it already snowing in Winterfell? But like doesn't like, always like through the halls and things like that. Oh, so okay. So it's Un- like unkept. Yeah. So we've got John's sword lying down mm. on the ground. You know, we've got the just basically these these basically saying everything's fallen over and winter has won. And what appears to be a severed hand in one screen. I yeah. Think. So look, I think there'll be some some really interesting. Maybe it's things going on his here. Other hand. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. He, I, and he gets fucking knives for hands. And the then Night King is actually his hand. Oh, theory confirmed. <laughs> and his rude finger and his wedding finger are his legs. And then his pinky and his pointer of his hand. Adam's family time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Oh, look. That's what I, happens I, when you leave your hand on the side of the road. Idle hands. Oh, my God. Um, God, Ian, I feel like come Ian. Back. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Ian. <laughs> I feel <yuck>. dirty. <laughs> Look, I think I, I I don't know if they needed to do this stuff. There was enough hype coming out from recent trailers. They did the uh, the pilot episode or the the premiere episode launched a couple of days ago. I had the biggest fucking dumber, the dumbest moment of probably my entire life. Yeah, I was watching some of the 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 live cup, the carpet premiere for the first episode, mm-hmm. and I went, "Why the fuck is Aquaman there? He has nothing to do with Game of Oh." oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was before that. Season he one, did that yeah. before he became anything else. So yeah, Conan. Yeah. He did Conan. I was going to say, if you classify this as the dumbest moment of your life, oh, you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah, right. <laughs> there is so much hype. It's coming out uh, 14th of April, so I think um, a week and a bit. Yeah, week and a bit. So uh, man, I'm cancelling all plans Monday nights for the next you know month and a bit. It's going to be all. Oh, awesome. we're going to. Oh shit, you're all very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The weekend away it has Foxtel. That's all right. You can live watch Game of Thrones. Yes, sure. We ab- because we absolutely require Foxtel to watch this show legally within Australia. I wait for it to come out in Blu-ray because I buy it, and then yeah, I'm not it. waiting. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't wait for this show. This is a show that is immediately downloaded as soon as it's available. We'll sit down with a bottle of wine and yeah, get shit faced and watch Game of Thrones. It's mm-hmm. great. That's the plan. Yeah, right. How it works. It's a Tuesday conversation. For the love of God, stop saying, yeah, right. <laughs> or I will start plucking out your beard hairs one by one. You know who gave me that, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Your brother. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Didn't ask. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing tangents today. <laughs> All right. We have yeah, had right. the first look. Come here. No. Give me that. <laughs> Bring your beard hither. Give me those face beards. Give me that. <laughs> Read the oh fucking news! Oh god, both our hands and hands are so clammy. It's like they're swimming against each other. Ew. <laughs> right. There's a visual for you. I'm actually getting the visual, and it's even worse in live. Alright. Uh, uh, <laughs> the news. What's the news, Tom? Oh, I know she's uh, When are you reading the news? Wait. Why aren't you reading the news? When are you going to read the news? And, and so, so on. on. <laughs> so if you please, the news. <laughs> Well, that that clever dick pulled out the headphones, didn't we? Yep. No tangents today. Okay, so our number three piece of news is the images that we have gotten from Terminator Dark Fate. <sighs> that's all. He's trying to communicate. No, that's that was the uh, that was Linda Carter's uh, live. Well, Linda Carter. Thank Linda you, Linda Hamilton. Carter. <laughs> Linda that, Hamilton. That's my Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Linda Hamilton's live uh, take of what she's going to be doing. Uh, she it looks, looks so awful. She look old. When and that's the one thing that really like <sighs> is this Terminator is basically unless you completely reboot it, have nothing to do with James Cameron. You leave Schwarzenegger alone. You do it. It's a complete new reboot series. Has nothing to do with current generation of films. No, I don't think we can completely take away all of those amazing no, no, moments because then we'll have we won't have Arnie saying talk to the hand as the Terminator. And <laughs> I think we need that. We all need that. And in wearing our lives. like Elton John sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Talk to the hand. But I think when, when Wonder Woman came out and with Captain Marvel, James Cameron was asked, What do you think of these films? He's like, Oh, they're not strong female characters like you know, like Linda Hamilton is in Terminator and until they grasp that they never will be and I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about, James Cameron? James Cameron's off his Nama, but yeah, well, that's he's catching up discussion. to Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, very quickly. Both that shit. <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be for me like um, if um, Sigourney Weaver decided to go back into Ellen Ripley. Like, 
you know, I just don't think she can reprise that role at her particular age with the same gravitas and importance in a, in an action film or a thriller that unless it was that Aliens have, reboot. Have you heard she's already talking smack? She's uh she came out on the record and said, "Oh yeah, all the other Terminators after Terminator Two are forgettable." They are. They are because they don't have her in them. But I think she's implying that the new one will not be. That's Is that Linda Hamilton or Sigourney Weaver? Linda Hamilton. No, but, but Sigourney, they, Sigourney Weaver talking about the Terminator. No, for some reason I thought you said Sigourney Weaver talking smack about the Terminator. I'm like, yeah, good on her. No, I think every time they've brought out a new Terminator, they've, they've gone, oh, forget about the last one. This one's different. This one's going to be better. Remember Genesis? Yeah. And remember when they got remember, MCG? Remember uh, Elf? MCG? Was it MCG or... M- McG? McG, yeah, that guy. Terminator Salvation? Yeah. You remember that, that was okay. Mm, kind of stupid, though. S- s- Better than Genesis. Okay. It was better than Genesis, yes. Genesis was crap. It was severely Wait, Skynet okay. Skynet was an iPhone. Remember yeah. that? Remember Skynet? Remember. Remember? Yeah. Apparently, um, this, this new Terminator for this new film can split into two. So, like, if, you, you know... It takes power. Yeah, so... power. Fuzzy r- does not look amused. So, Schwarzenegger will have to beat up a Terminator that splits into two, which can be entertaining, but... Oh, yep. See you, Fuzzy. Yep. He's going. <laughs> It's all right, guys. That's how he naps. <laughs> He's <laughs> softly sobbing into my hands. <laughs> Just sobbing into a lean cuisine. Softly sobbing. <laughs> Number two. Number two. We had the release of the final Avengers Endgame trailer. Uh, I'm the final, more final, more excited. final, final, final. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more excited. Yeah? Yeah. I, I've, been exci- of- I've been excited for a while. I didn't think this trailer was necessarily necessary. No. There was a there was a couple necessary? of things. Necessary? Is it, necessary. Is it necessary for me to snap the, all of her life in half? No, but it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> um, I don't get it either. Um, <laughs> you changed some of the quote. <laughs> not all of it. Look, there's another point. The point is... There's context. <laughs> um, there are some things that we've, we chatted about on our, um, on our podcast, sort of messenger chat, that when you see Thanos arrive, he's not arriving via how he does in Infinity War with the, the sort of the teleportation cloud portal. He's actually arriving via Bifrost. Well, because the, the gauntlet's obviously crushed. And but how does Thanos use the Bifrost? He must have Stormbreaker. Although uh-huh. Ollie did raise a good point in it when he said that it's actually not rainbow coloured, it's just blue. So if you're actually looking at it, it hasn't got the rainbow sort of thing that it normally has through it. Okay. Is some form of the Bifrost that could be, yeah. yeah okay. He might have Heimdall's, Heimdall's sword. Because he did that kill Heimdall at, um, on his ship at the start of yeah. uh, Infinity War. Mm. So he could have that. So he may control the Bifrost or a form of it. Maybe his two-bladed sword is actually <gasps> reforged from Heimdall's sword. I, 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 I saw just the, got a little movement. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the greatest, that actually be awesome. yet stupidest fan theory in the early days of Thanos. He had the Thanos copter, which was a helicopter he used to get around. Mm. And someone reckons that the actual helicopter blades are his is his bladed <laughs> sword. So like he puts so that he on top of the helicopter and he then transformed into a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, second cool. that. That would actually be cool if he was in like a helicopter and he jumps out and like one end <laughs> to the sword and the helicopter turns to like a shield. It's like yeah. Look, we, we, we've directed by Michael Bay, everyone. <laughs> Put some gasoline over in the corner and just see it explode. It's it's pretty pretty awful. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, For the love of God, stop it. <laughs> There's this concept called blocking. <laughs> we've got this thing at the moment that we've been talking about, you know, in-game theories. I think everybody's yeah. got a theory. Everybody thinks they know what's going on. Tom had a pretty good on. one. 
we, you know what? One of the crazy theories we've heard today may be right. Um, all of them may be wrong and they may surprise us all. So mm. given how Infinity War went, um, I think everybody was surprised with the, the result of that. I'm, I'm excited to see what they've got coming. And I'm at this point, I, we've got, what, two and a half weeks? Yeah, about that. Um, yeah. Just just bring it on. No, no more trailers. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to read anymore. I just want to see it now. Just excited to see it. I am still absolutely shattered that there were no midnight releases in Australia. Yeah, can we talk about that? Because we we were all very excited to find out when the tickets were coming out. They eventually released at like 11 o'clock at at night for the pre-sales. And the first available ticket that you can get in Australia is 8 a.m. And you're, you're doing that, aren't you, Tom? No, I was I was going to. Yeah, but I had a group of like eight people, and then sort of as the midnight release wasn't there, we were all primed, all ready to go. And the second that it, because it changed every or everyone's plans, and just like the group just sort of like yeah, everyone's going. Oh, I'm going to this. I'm going to this. I'm going to this. I'm going. To this. I, I got to go to work because it's a <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's bizarre that they've chosen to do it that way. But yeah, for for all of the reasons, if you've got a specific date to release it on. Just release it, 12.01. That's been the standard model for everything. So, yeah, 8am seems really odd. And that, that's the thing. It, it, they, they've said because it's an international release, but what time's 8am? 8am doesn't match up with... No, it doesn't. Other- and and not even that, but, like, the the American release doesn't come out till the Friday, uh, which is, like, two and a half days after our release comes out. So... It's it's really bizarre that they've chosen to do it at that time. They also do it on the on one of the days that week that isn't a public holiday. <laughs> yeah, I will also <laughs> say for when we upload and and record, of course, our end game episode. I'm going to do the same thing as we did for Infinity War. I'm going to do the normal episode as we do now, but we're not yeah. going to talk spoilers, and then we're going to release a separate spoiler discussion episode. For yeah, it, I reckon. So split it into two, just in case so those people who hadn't seen Endgame... Game uh, yet, they can listen to a spoiler-free sort of episode, and then there'll just be the spoiler. Part to put in. Yes. You're right. Agreed. <laughs> plucky, plucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did also notice when they're all on the... There's a, there's a little shot uh, where they're all on the, the Benatar, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy ship, and everyone's strapped into their chairs, and Thor is just sitting there without a seatbelt on, looking at everyone like, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I'm, I would be unsurprised if all the stuff we've seen in the trailers is just bullshit for, to this point. Like your theory on Spider-Man? Yeah. Still a theory. Uh, time loop. Time loop. Everything we've seen it does happen. But which loop? <gasps> which loop? It's like the loop of a belt on your pants. Exactly. exactly. Thanos is which notch there. <laughs> I do have two honorable mentions. Homge. Because one, because I'm really excited about this. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I go to Lord so of the there, Rings. There's talks of reviving. Did anybody watch Sliders? Yes, are they sliders? Reviving it. The fuck is sliders? Just it's it's the poor man's quantum leap. What's quantum leap? Yeah, I don't know what quantum leap is either. Yeah, you're that poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Please, uh, money. Yeah, they they basically people slide you know, through gateways between different realities and different dimensions, parallel dimensions. Yeah, some dimensions like the crow magnum. Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's. It was really weird, and they had uh, what's his what's his face Jerry Brockheimer. Uh, yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, um, a Jerry. Yeah, he, he uh, was in uh, Wildcats. He's like really B grade actor. <laughs> That's pretty much the one thing he's done. <laughs> Who are we? The it was fantastic. I loved it. I it was a fun right. It was very nineties. Yeah, know how you would revive that in now, but uh, maybe. 
And then one more piece is about Space Jam. Yeah. Apparently, no other NBA stars want to touch it. LeBron so, Jane, LeBron James. Jane, James. LeBron James, yes. And LeBron James yes. have both signed on. <laughs> Surprised, like, uh, <laughs> there's got to be, like, Carmelo Anthony. He ain't doing much. He's not relevant anymore. No. Yeah, don't know. Oh look, there's, there, like the the first one worked because we had so many of the current like the the stars at that time mm. playing yeah. characters. So to not have anybody else is is a bit confusing. Matt Smith playing the Blue well, Monster. Uh, apparently, they have actually approached them and just they're not in, they haven't been interested. So we will see where that film goes because because it's been LeBron- stuck in production hell for a while, isn't oh, it? The Bronze been signed on for years. Yeah, and the Bronze rebooting Friday the Thirteenth as well. Is he? Mm-hmm. Well, because apparently that's actually why he moved to the Lakers so that he could actually pursue acting at the same time. Well, he's not pursuing basketball because they are out of the finals. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they, he's, been, he's been rested for the remainder of the season. Um, that's the announcement of the mystery round. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> What's the mystery round? What are we doing, guys? Plucking your beard. Yeah, right. You'll keep straight out. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are no surprises with number one. Yeah, fucking hurt. <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. Dude, he's getting a shave. Uh, so we had both <laughs> a poster and a trailer come out this week. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. Mm. Yes. Mm. What do we think? Mm. I don't know. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah? I'm I'm caught in two minds. Sometimes I hear people really excited about it and that kind of makes me excited. And then I remember what was in the trailer and I go, I don't know if it's actually enough to be excited about. It It looks really weird, like really dark. And I think there's it's more of a dramatic think piece that uh, Mr. Joaquin Phoenix is uh, known for. Yeah. I think yeah. he's I think he's probably the right person uh, to take this role on. And mm. Duty and I spoke about this earlier today and we were talking about, you know, it's probably him rather than being like an access chemicals fall into a vat of acid kind of thing. It's more of a mental break and he starts painting his uh, painting his face and I don't like it. I hate it. I th- I he th- I think he's the right char- person to play that kind of character. I don't necessarily think that might be the right role for the Joker itself. Mm. So, yeah, I I will see this for sure. Yeah, well, you'll fucking have to. Mm, yeah. 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 What do you that, think, Tom? He might take that week off. No, he won't. <laughs> he could. I'll duct tape him to he, a chair. He might. Uh, no, your I'm parents. I'm taking are, that week off now. <laughs> <laughs> your parents uh, are dead. They're not coming back. They might. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> your foster parents are dead. <laughs> Sorry, no changes. Yeah, What's joking. wrong with Wolfie? Yeah, no, uh, Wolfie's fine, sweetie. I guess that's the thing. Like, I'm curious to see... What are you two doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You got the reference there, didn't you? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of the audio listeners. Cause I just went, what the hell are you two doing? And then I had Fuzzy going... <laughs> uh, I, was, I was doing the arm knife thing from Terminator <laughs> 2. Right. And then Fuzzy was pretending to be stabbed through the throat, uh, through the mouth. You needed me. You needed Shut to up, cut, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> okay, back to Joker. Okay. Yeah, um, no, well, well that's the, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it because I have liked films like Logan where it has taken 
aspects. A different approach to comic book films. So that mm-hmm. was a Western that had superheroes in it. And this looks like a dark character piece that is going to specifically have the Joker in it. Mm. And I'm curious how they're going to do that. Um, the Joker looks very disturbing, I feel. I, mm. I've come around to actually liking the way that he looks. I didn't when I first saw it. Yeah. But I've come around to it. But it's just like, I, I just, I don't know because the trailer didn't really excite me. And I can't pinpoint exactly why, but yeah, it, it doesn't look exciting though, like an exciting film. It looks like a, a dramatic role, and yeah. I think we we're finding a lot of the, the the Joker stuff now is becoming like that's defining particular actors, you know, and their their acting range. So we've had you know Jack Nicholson who really did the big one. Then we had um, um, what's Ledger. his face Heath Ledger do his, and then we've had our Jared other Ledger. guy. And yeah, no the, one's compared to Mark Hamill. But what I'm saying though is, we've had some fairly good actors coming out. They're they're all known for being fairly dramatic and chaotic kind of characters, and now we've got Joaquin Phoenix who's in that same boat. So it's kind of this platform to demonstrate how good they are and strong they are as an actor. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that's necessarily what you should be doing with this this character. So. I, I like what they I can see they're trying to do. They've they're using, uh, and then I was saying to Fuzzy, they're using. It looks like they're using the Killing Joke as a bit of inspiration, but rather than having it as a, a pregnant wife, they're having it as the Joker's mum. He's still a stand-up uh, com- a comedian who's struggling to make ends meet and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, Joaquin Phoenix has got the facial structure. He has the, the the body. He has. He definitely has the laugh. That one laugh he gives in the Yo, trailer. That was like, creepy. It's it creepy and it's yeah. great. And the one thing I'm disliking though is it looks like it's just going to be. In regards to aesthetic looks, it's going to be another Heath Ledger face makeup Joker, and I don't want that. And the way I I was talking to some people on Facebook Facebook about this is the way that I would see this is that they did a Two Face movie, but he wasn't burnt half down down the side of his face. Like that's his his physical aspect. Mister Freeze just wearing a cold jacket and throwing ice at people. Poison Ivy not actually having that sort of it, it'd be that sort of big thing. Something they're known for for actually having green skin and bleach white uh, white skin and green hair something that is there is known for their physical aspect but just they're going oh yeah well Harvey Dent just has split personalities he doesn't actually have a split you know burns down the side of his face like no that is Two-Face changing it's, the lore of the universe to be something else yeah and I, for some things it works but I think for a character like that like I understand you're not necessarily wanting to repeat the Axis chemicals or the Ace chemicals because um, Axis is the 89 Batman because Jared Leto did that knowledge yeah. bomb? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, but we, 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 yeah. this is what the the worlds of DC does. They they mm. they they have things within a, a particular area. You've got a character that fits into this area, mm. and you can do pretty much whatever you like in that. And then you don't need to pay any homage to previous roles. It's mm. just that, you do your own thing within this wheelhouse. Well, and the Joker is also doing. twenty plus years older than Batman. Mm. I'm like, you only need to fight him for a couple of years before he does some serious damage to his back, and he's not getting out of a fucking bed. Mm. Like, it's that sort of, it's that sort of thing. And I quite like the Killing Joke for a good Joker origin because it gives the Joker's point of view that you think Batman pushes him into the vat of chemicals when mm. indeed he tries to catch him. That sort of aspect. And, yeah. But you see, I, I feel like, at least from what I've seen here, is it's not concerned with Batman, which actually I kind of like. Mm. Um, the way that it's been pinned so far is that Thomas Wayne will actually be the antagonist of the film. 
And in the trailer, he's getting pushed out of a, a big town hall meeting or something, something going on in in the city, mm. and it says the Wayne Hall. Well, that's the th- he even visitors visits the manor because there's that scene where you see Bruce Wayne, the Joker, making Bruce Wayne smile through what I believe to be the gates of the Wayne Manor estate. Mm. So it's um yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I personally don't have an issue with um the not having the Ace Chemicals. I think that. If you're trying to do a very serious film, I think instinctively that makes it a little bit silly, personally. Yeah, yeah but it's a comic book film. I, I know. I think they're taking the comic book out of the film and trying to bring that back to like that Christopher Nolan original Batman you know, Begins kind of stuff. Yeah, no thanks. I'm cu- uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're trying to keep it very grounded rather than having that highfalutin, you know, mm. you know very silly Batmans that we've had in the past, yeah. so... I don't honestly think like what they've shown us so far looks interesting enough to warrant to go uh, warrant any Batman fans to go and, and see the. Batman. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's it's just the the face paint and yeah that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's well, getting me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious. I'll, I'm I'm actually you know talking about it a bit more, analyzing it a bit more. I I actually I I am excited to see it. I just don't know whether that trailer excited me to the same extent that I thought yeah. it would have. Mm. Um, because also apparently it's actually like it's based on or inspired by a movie called The Man Who Laughed if anybody's heard of that which is an older film so I'm actually curious to actually have a look at that one look that up and see what what they're sort of doing there Mm. and also fun fact that um, the song that is actually playing throughout it Mm. um, was I don't remember whether it was written by him or written for for a film but from uh, a Charlie Chaplin film Mm. interesting fun fact Probably learned that from another podcast or a YouTube video. So sorry for stealing your facts, but I don't remember <laughs> where I got it from. So uh, interesting. Fair enough. There we go. Stay tuned. Um, when when's the Joker movie out? It's uh, October. Like October. Yeah. Stay tuned. End of the year, we'll be hundred uh, percent covering that. I, I, I oh, think yeah. There's no way we're going to get past it. So yeah, stay tuned for the episode on that one. Mm. Yes. Mm. But duty. Yes. We have a sponsor. You're right. Yes. Um. <laughs> See, I figured the way that I don't have to do this, the copy is if, you hit on yeah, if I say it first. Drop that hand, boy, or I drop you. <laughs> <laughs> My boy. Uh, boy. Um, of course, yes, our sponsors for Shaking Not Nerd are Incognito Comics. That's Incognito Comics. I was just being stupid. Um, and they are a comic book shop located in Cheltenham, Victoria, Australia. And mm-hmm. they have not only a, are they a comic book shop, but they also have an online store, which unlike... M- pretty much all, if not every comic book shop in Australia, they ship comics from their warehouse to your door. So that's not, you know, yeah, if you're located in Melbourne, you have to go into into the city and pick up your books. No, you live in Uluru, they'll post them to you. Fucking winning. Shout out to Uluru. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what? Shout out to Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful place. Just the one dude just living in Uluru. They'll never find me. <laughs> Shit, they found me. <laughs> Never received a parcel in days. That's a comment. What's this? It's a chasm. <laughs> um, oh, yes, yeah, so our competition. <laughs> they are uh, our sponsors of the show. Very, very great guys down there. Um, you can go onto YouTube where we actually did last week's episode of Shazam. Who is he? What are his powers? We also did a YouTube video, which you can find on our YouTube page. You can also get a bit of a glimpse of what the inside of the store is like. And we talked to the lovely uh, Dom, Dom, and she gave us a bit of an insight. Insight to the character of Shazam. Yes. So, and next week's one will be Hellboy. Who is he? What does he do? Where does a boy from hell go to school? Yeah. Uh, mm. What is his teaching curriculums? What's what's his cafeteria lunchtime period like? Is it like oh six thirty? I have to eat cells. I can't miss that again. <laughs> 
I was trying to contribute to that, but uh, my brain just went, oh, we'll just let this happen. <laughs> I'm just my gonna... brain shut down too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let him keep talking until he stops. <laughs> you got um, to stop sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so you can... Don't go up. down there. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> sometimes that is better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yes. There we go. We're we're very excited. Thank you very much, Incognito Comics. We love you, Dumb and Aussie. Um, thank they've, you for. They've being just gotten some new books. The War of Realms is officially starting, which is essentially the nine realms of Asgard all coming together for a big fucking war. And nine? they've been hinting at it since I think 2011. <sighs> so they've been hinting at it for Gosh, quite yeah, some time. What, what, what was it? No, uh, they there's, add, there's. They added one. There's ten. No. Yeah, ten now. Oh yeah, they heaven. added the extra one. That's yeah, right. Heaven's a realm. Heaven is a realm. What's Asgard? It's also heaven. Wait, so no. they've got double heaven? Yeah. Okay, so heaven, heaven. I wonder if you could build a ladder to heaven from Asgard. <gasps> no. Wait, so does that mean Val- all the Valhalla? Valhalla. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, Asgard. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? So they've got double heaven. Double, <laughs> double immunity. <laughs> Yo, I heard you like heaven, so I put heaven in your heaven. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Double another. <laughs> That's uh, what you get here, people. Vocal memes. <laughs> straight to your ears. Yeah, so you can find them at www.incognitocomics.com.au. They, of course, will be in the uh, the show notes below. And, of course, tagged on our Facebook posts. And, uh, yes. Thank you very much, Dominozzi. Yeah. That's the Dominozzi sound effect. Yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we might have Oz on for the Hellboy review because he is a massive Hellboy Oh, we are, we are 100% for sure certain getting that bloke on for that show mm-hmm. because... You thought I got angry at 616. Uh, you've, you've been in a conversation with uh, Oz about comic books. Uh, uh, he's going to be like almost... Well, I'm excited to see which way mm-hmm. it goes because he will definitely have things to say regardless. Mm-hmm. 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 But Tom, what are we talking about this week? Shazza. 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 <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point. Did you notice that in the title sequence? They put the exclamation mark in the title sequence. Okay. Part of the title. Is it? Yes. You have to say it with feeling. For Is it? Oh. Well, the, you don't. You yeah, say no, that, but apparently you don't. It's a stylistic choice. <laughs> Let's talk about Shazam. What's the story of Shazam, Fuzzy? Without uh, using the word Shazam. <laughs> I was actually going to say rock, but okay. Without using the word rock? Yeah. Pretty easy, isn't it? No, but you had to pick Shazam, so go on, Fuzzy. Okay, without using the word rock, um, <laughs> this kid gets hit with the... Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dwayne <it's>, Johnson. <laughs> No, there is a there is a, a young orphan child who uh, moves to a foster home uh, and is... Yeah, I don't know. He he basically is trying to find his place in the world, trying to find his family and understand what's going on with his life. And he gets whisked into this magical world of magic and becomes the champion of magic, protecting the Earth realms from the seven deadly sins. And when he uses the special power word of magic, uh, Shazam, he turns into Zachary Levi um, in a very disappointing costume change. You should have said without using the word magic. <laughs> you know what? That would have been better. <laughs> I picked rock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and we have uh, a bad guy in the form of Dr. Savannah, Mark Strong in this case. Yes. Uh, who is in cahoots with the seven deadly sins and he wants to gain the power of Shazam mm. um, and have that power transferred to him so that he can 
I don't know necessarily just have the power. That doesn't seem. He yeah. We'll get into it. Yes, yeah, so he wants to have the power and to be be evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's that's the general story of Shazam mm. at this mm. point. So we'll talk about positives, negatives, and then we'll, of course we'll go into spoilers, fellas. Sure. What did we like about the film Shazam? Tom, oh, general, go. Uh, you know, I, I, I think overall, I think this movie, its main focus was not necessarily on the action. It was more about the actual relationship between certain characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they did, in some parts, they did do a good job of forming relationships, especially between some of the main kids. Um, and they also did make, uh, they, they put some really positive characters in there in general. Um, I did actually... I, I liked the way, and I know that other people have said that they don't like it, and I don't know whether Fuzzy was one of those people. Um, Probably, the way yeah. that, he doesn't uh, like anything. So, what's, his, what's, what's who's the guy who actually plays adult? Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. I actually, I, I, I thought he did a good enough job of actually portraying Billy as an adult. So to actually pull across a kid, that. a fourteen-year-old being, as a yeah. being actual man. Shazam, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, sometimes that's probably I, fair. Sometimes I think maybe he was a little bit. Too kiddy, considering what you're to- told about the actual kid himself as a young kid. He seems like he was forced to grow up a bit more, but he, mm. but when he becomes... But uh, I mean, naturally, if you probably become a full adult, you probably revert a little bit and just like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there, there, there was bits of the comedy that I did really like, um, because one of the things that I found about this film in general is they had a tendency that the comedy was a natural progression of the dialogue. And even though I didn't laugh at all of it, the stuff that I did laugh on felt very natural and it felt like part of the actual story. Mm. It didn't feel like um, how Marvel does a lot of their stuff. Yeah. Even though Marvel does actually get me a better laugh out of some of the stuff, it feels very shoehorned in there of some of the Not a natural laugh. Oh, quickly, uh, look at his shoes and go, what are those? You can almost hear the ba-doom yeah, like you can. Almost, it's it's very telegraphed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I and I think it had a natural organic flow through it. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll leave leave, leave it at there for my positives from now. For sure. Mm. Uh, for my positives, I would say that Mark Strong is uh, who plays Doctor Savannah in this movie is a particularly good bad guy. Um, I think he he's a, a very good actor. He's had some pretty shitty roles, um, you know, freaking Grimsby, for example. Um, he's yeah, he's made some poor choices in the past, but I think he's actually a particularly good actor. Um, and he does uh, again a, a quite a, a good role of being fairly menacing. Like he starts out almost immediately as a menacing character mm. um, with a single purpose of gaining this particular power. I will talk about a little bit more about his motivations later on, but yeah, I think he, his his job was really well done in this movie. Mm. Um, I, I particularly like the child actors in the film. I think they did a really good mm. job, uh, especially Billy um, Asher Angel. I think his name. Okay, is. yeah, he he was he was particularly uh, particularly good because he had a, a lot to do. There was a lot of stuff going on for him. He had, you know, family to look for. Um, he had, you know, foster family to deal with. He had, you know, dealing with new powers and making new friendships. And there was a lot of stuff that he's having to deal with as a fourteen-year-old boy. And I think he did that really well. Kind of knocked that that part out of the park. Again, humour will echo for you. Like, yeah, definitely. I think they, the the jokes that hit were really amazing. They they mm. they did that in a natural way that felt, and I was laughing along. Um, with with the most of them, so I think mm. that was that was pretty cool. 
Um, so yeah, so they, they followed also quite closely the uh, the new fifty two story. Yes, as far as like a structure, there were some pre- pretty significant changes to that structure um, that potentially you know, altered some of the outcomes of the film. But I think you know, for the most part, they had a, an, an idea that they stuck with, and that it's a strong story in the comics. So I think it's really good that they they mm. stuck with that. Mm. Um, yeah, so those uh, those are my big positives for this film. Duty for you. Um, I I absolutely, of course, love this film, as a lot of people probably guess I fucking would. Um, <laughs> I was actually really surprised as well by the, this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but the start of DC films, they generally have that sort of, the, the rip-off of the Marvel logo with literally just like all of the heroes running towards the screen and it says DC and zooms out. And this film literally just starts with like thunder and lightning in the clouds and then you get like the red and gold DC logo, the red and gold Warner Bros. logo, and, just go, and then it just goes straight into it. I'm like, I actually quite like this over having the... The sort of the Marvel the Marvel start with the flip is cool because it's a Marvel film and DC tried to do that. I'm like, it does not work. It's no, fucking that, shit. They needed to own their own thing. Honest, and I, I, think, did, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they started it in Wonder Woman where they just have like Superman and then Batman throwing a batarang and it zooms out and there's just all this giant DC lineup and it just says DC. Where oh, this literally just starts with thunder and lightning in the clouds. Very similar <clears> to, yeah. <throat> I thought that the way they did that, they had a, a really cool um, like feed into the story. It was all Mark Strong as a child, a sort of a flashback to 30 years ago kind of thing. Mm. I thought it was a really strong start to the film um, and it was organic and gave you context and was you know fairly dark pretty early on yeah but led you to uh, understand a bit more context later on in the piece which is good yeah just feel like an odd choice just just in general uh, and i don't think it's actually a spoiler at all just that opening scene the casting of his father the yeah yeah it's it's uh lionel luther yeah lionel luther from smallville so he's the father of another bold man like luther <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. It yeah. plays it in Smallville, yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing I actually I, I will say that I like that Warner Brothers doing because, of course, Marvel are getting all of these great, great actors for their films, and like for their big key stage actors, they're getting you know amazing people that, of course, you might not necessarily get to go into a DC film, and Warner Brothers are going like. Okay, cool. We use Mark Strong for Sinestro and Green Lantern. Let's use him as Doctor Savannah. And he was—I thought he was really, really good as Doctor Savannah. Um, and, and I think they're also trying to pretend that Green Lantern never happened. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, <laughs> of course. Um, but I think all, all of the characters and the acting were, were great. At first, I was like, I was like, mm, I don't know. Like when they initially announced Zachary Levi as Shazam, I'm like, of course, if he was a lot younger, I would have gone with Patrick Warburton because Patrick Warburton essentially looks like old school Shazam. But he's, he is 20 years past that role. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I was like, he actually looks kind of skinny to be Shazam. And then as soon as he starts, the first time like Shazam is Shazam and he's, he's like on a train and he doesn't know where he is. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And like the, of course, a lot of people don't know the character of the comic book. So it's like, okay, cool. We need to find out what your powers are. And they're doing you know, the superhero test, the strength and the speed. And oh, stuff it's a training like, montage, of course. I mean, was, who doesn't love a training in montage? In Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, was, I was quite happy with this film. We're definitely in Philadelphia. They make it very fucking clear we're in Philadelphia because yes, they so show yeah. us that stupid fucking statue again. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's mandatory every time you film something in Philadelphia, you have to show that big statue on top of the buildings or whatever. I don't even know who that is. Mm. No idea. Some guy. Um, I found did a thing. Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christopher Columbo. Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Three um, Liberty Bells. <laughs> um, I found there's one particular sh- scene with Mark Strong not too long after he sort of becomes a big central villain for the film um, where it, it just shows how like evil he is. And I just thought that is 
fucking great. And I'll talk about it in spoilers. And there was one fight scene where I just, I was laughing just from the comedy aspect and just the, the way it was edited and the sound put together. And there was, was one thing, and I told Ollie this, that I'll speak about in spoilers. There was one thing that this film had that no other superhero film has ever had to my recollection, including Marvel. Okay. And it really, like, like me and Mon were sitting there mm. and it really hit us like, oh, that's deep. And like, it's, it's beautiful. The like, gold shiny boots. No, oh, so they were cool. Yes. But what about things we didn't like, gentlemen? What don't we like about Shazam? Yeah, I got a list. <laughs> Do you have a list? I have a list. A I, legit list. I, I sat down in the movie theatre after the f- film had finished and wrote my list for about five to ten minutes because I needed to make sure that I got it all down. Yeah. Because there were a few things that Could I not. had okay. questions. Didn't want to forget anything. No, I didn't want to because it was important. Because I was, I was going into this film, um, I, I had a very low expectation for the film to start with. Yep. And I was actually, for about, uh, I think the first third of the movie, I was really enjoying myself and forgetting the pre uh, preconceived ideas I'd had about the film. Yep. And just enjoying it for what it was. But things just started to happen that just didn't add up for me. And I just, it just twigged a couple of things. Okay. Started out. Uh, Go uh, on. There's a scene where the bus falls off the overpass. Yep. And he catches the bus. By the window. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Structurally, <laughs> so he, sto- he stops a giant bus falling probably about 30 metres off an overpass and catches it via the glass, which is already cracked, by the way. Very Jurassic Park 2 I got out of that. Yeah, just, just little... like That was one thing I'm going... If you're trying to make a movie like this, you need to do something different, and that just... That's a real bad inconsistency to have in in something. It's it's something that stands out, and you go, "Well, I can clearly see that that won't work." And mm. yeah, just just something little things like that that happened quite quickly throughout the film. Okay, um, wasn't a big fan of the CGI in this film. There's uh, a lower budget. You, you could tell it didn't have a huge. Budget. We talked about this during the week. Like, um, so standard, like most films, I think the average budget for a DC film is about 195 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right, the budget for this film was 85 million. And you know that you, I think you can definitely see that there's a lower budget in here. Maybe not from the cast perspective, but I think for the production values, there's a lot of the same thing. They had an Infinity War at the end with um, uh, with Banner inside the Hulkbuster costume. Yeah, they very much you've got the CGI suit and the just sort of neck and head um, for this particular character, and it sort of floats and moves yeah, autonomously really off work. the body. And they had that right throughout the, this film with all of the characters in their CGI suits. Mm. And it just looked a little bit wonky. So mm. stuff like that, the unnatural movement of the head with the body, it just mistimed. And I think that's stuff that you can correct with, you know, probably an extra twenty million dollars. But that's stuff that needs polishing. Yeah. And then like just carrying on with that CGI stuff, the, like all the flying scenes, looked a little bit like there's a superhero movie that came out a while back, a really weird one called Hancock. Oh yeah, uh, with Will Smith. F- felt very similar in production budget for how they flew around, and it was very much like a real world, real things going on. And then all of a sudden, there's this like super cartoony version of these superheroes flying around, mm. and it kind of it, it was it just there was a, a ju- yeah. juxtaposition that just didn't sit right with me. So I think yeah, the CGI effects for the budget that they put out there were really good, mm-hmm. but I think it definitely shows in the quality between this and, say, a Marvel film, there's a definite gap um, mm. in, in finishing product. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably the big thing for those are the big things that bothered me. 
Um, the only other thing I will say is that this film focuses a lot on the foster family relationship. Mm. So Billy getting used to his family and, you know, I hate these people. And you're not my family. You're not my family. And then all of a sudden has a, 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 a an event with his real mum, his bio, bio mum, and, you know, falls, you know, is instantly transformed into loving his family, this new foster family. And having seen a film recently that came out called Instant Family, mm. um, that I think did a better job. Is that of, the one with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne? Yeah, really good movie, and I'd highly recommend watching it. That shows a like same sort of scenario: foster families and trying to adjust to new lives. Um, and they did a much much better job of that. And having seen that recently, and then seeing this one, I think the the, the comparison was quite again quite jarring yeah so yeah they they didn't quite sit and didn't feel earned enough to have those relationships there yeah so yeah, yeah. those were those were the big you know the big ones for me which mm. to be honest i'm surprised because that was the one thing that you know i'd said previously that when we we're talking we're going to do a shazam episode we're going to review shazam fuzzers going i really don't want to watch it and if those yeah. are your big ripes i'm have that feeling that you walked out of the cinema going you know what I was actually, well, it wasn't... You would best. be surprised. There were other... I'm, I'm trying to be, like, you know, like very focused and targeted with some of the things that I... I started to snowball a little bit more for me with these things adding up. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I started to think about, you know, DC movies and all of the superheroes have really fucked up relationships with their families. Like, I don't think there's a, a DC superhero that's out at the moment that doesn't have a weird parent relationship. Yeah, mm. good point, actually. <laughs> They're either dead or missing or don't want them or Same abandon Marvel, them. Though. Or as a god. <laughs> I don't think they really focus on it too much with Marvel. There are some characters, yes, absolutely. But I think it's a real, it's a talking point in every single DC hero. That's prime. That's their primary motivation. And, and also for the yeah. villain in this case. Yeah. So it's really weird that they continue, like, you know, that's Shazam's, you know, background and past. But, you know, they continue to do that throughout all of these DC um, hero films, make that a really big talking point. So really interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah, I think in general, my biggest gripe with it was probably, and it comes, it 100% comes down to the budget. I didn't notice the CGI being that big of an issue personally, but the action in this film wasn't great. Okay. In my mm. opinion. Um, I don't think it... I, I think because of the budget in general, all the action felt very scaled back. And it didn't, oh, yeah. it didn't actually feel like there was any power to it. I, I feel like... I, I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler in this at all, but you're talking about two beings that seem to be as strong as Superman. And I understand that they got a lot of backlash from um, Man of Steel and the collateral damage that occurred. But yeah, they got there's loads, literally yeah. like collateral damage in this film is like... Couple a of couple of glass, windows. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very localized, yeah. And but it feels so deliberately so. Like it feel to me, the action sequences feel on tracks really? throughout the film. Yeah. Okay, I, I can hear that. They feel very confined. Like it's like you know, we will have a fight in the city, but it's confined to this amusement park area or this. Yeah, you know, even then, it goes out of the city, but it's just like, oh no, they will tackle each other, but only within no buildings distance. Like you know what I mean, like, and there's no like General Zod laser beam eyes through entire buildings, you know, collapsing things, which and, I, yeah. I, I didn't necessarily want, but just the the action sequences just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, um, and then I, I, I guess probably script wise, there were several parts in it that I thought were a bit janky. They mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't sort of go through that well there, there were some lines that i thought were stupid but then the script deliberately doubles back on itself to 
say how stupid it was, and I appreciated those moments. The bit where you know, put your put your hand on my staff and say my name, and he just goes, yeah, <laughs> and, really, yeah, yeah. And that was that was pretty cool because I think the audience was all thinking that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that they addressed it and just didn't leave it like lingering around yeah. as a bad piece of dialogue. So. Mm. Like it, it, that definitely felt self-aware there. Yeah, and um, the, I I like that that part of it. They they were very aware of the angles they were coming from. It's maybe the execution just wasn't always there. Yeah, no, and I think that that that, that that's my main vibes. Yeah. I feel. Mm. Yeah, duty. Um, I would say probably my biggest problem with this film is that it, it's a it's a good film and I really really like it. But the prop the 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 issue is is that it's out post Justice League. This should have been a pre-Justice League film. Uh, same with Aquaman. So you should have gotten Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, Justice League. Because honestly, if if they did this how Marvel did all of the, the standalone films leading up to Avengers, this would have been great because then we could have seen more... We could have seen like a dynamic with Shazam and the rest of the Avengers. Like there would have been a scene of clearly Shazam plugging in a controller like he plays Mortal Kombat in the film against um Freddy him playing like Mortal Kombat with Cyborg and Cyborg's like projecting it onto a building or something like that having those like childish moments within Justice League would have really helped it and it seems Warner Brothers DC are doing quite well with their films now post their big group team movie which just seems a giant misfire I think this film would have been so much better done as a standalone film before Justice League to put him into Justice League. That's always been the, th- the thing with DC films, though, right? They they haven't had that long game view mm. of what's going on. Like, yeah, well, with Marvel, put- we always had that. Like, they came out and they said, "Here's the calendar for the next three years yeah. of all the films that we're going to do," and then they updated that. This is the next phase, and we kept seeing that they had the long game view for it all. We don't see that with DC, the worlds of DC. We see you know these individual films coming out mm. without the context for everything else that's going on around it, and it kind of makes it, yeah, you feel it a little bit lost. And it makes it a little dis- disappointing because this is a good film, and f- from everything I read online last night in relation to are they going to make a sequel? What's the news on a sequel? Anything like that? Essentially, the directors and producers turn around saying we're quite surprised by how well people are enjoying Shazam at the moment. We absolutely have no plans to do sequels at the moment. We're of course going to essentially see what happens. We're not. We're not going straight into a sequel. Which well, let's. I, mean, I, I want to get into that. Let's get yeah. into spoilers because there will be some some things that I have questions on. I can yeah. tell you right now, if it goes well enough this weekend, a sequel will get greenlit on Monday. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and that's a on Monday. and that's the thing. Like we're getting, it'll still make eight hundred million dollars. It will, yeah. yeah. Like this every year, other DC films for the budget of eight, what did you say, eighty five million? Eighty five mil. I yeah, think this yeah. is going to make a killing. This oh, absolutely, is going to destroy that budget. It's going to yeah. be happy. Well, yeah, the average return for a, a DC film, I think, is eight hundred and seventeen million dollars since mm. uh, they started doing this series of you know of updates. So I think, yeah, yeah, you know, based on those those. Bigger, you know, those bigger budgets. They they're getting that kind of film, uh, that kind of box office response. I think they're going to probably get a similar response on a lower budget. So I think, yeah, ho- hopefully that doesn't you know lead them to do lower budget films more often. Well, one of the one of the problems that uh, going back to Justice League that a lot of people had was when Flash had to essentially save a heap of hostages from uh, Parademons, and Batman says save just one. I'm like that would have made so much more sense if it was Shazam seeing like demons or all these people being yeah. taken hostage and he goes I don't know what to do 
I don't think you could have done two kids in that film, though. Like, you've got already got, you know, Ezra Miller as young Flash, like, learning the ropes of being a superhero. But he, but yeah. that was stupid, though, because you, you see him in Justice League and he already knows how to do a lot of his abilities yeah. and powers and stuff like that. Like, they, they fucking he, butchered he it. it he, he says, I just run around and push people over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kind exactly. of push people. And run away. <laughs> but then, like, the end of this year, we've got Joker and that's it for DC. And then we've got Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn. We've got Wonder Woman and I think think that's it and then 2021 we've yeah 2021 we've got joker not joker batman and the suicide squad and then 2022 is aquaman 2 and i'm like no like, it's all it's all over the place exactly. you see what i'm talking about right yeah. like there's no consistency to like we're building up to a big story like they you know his yeah you know they're teasing the tesseract and like the first uh, you know the first movie and yeah going yeah. through everything else i think there's just there's just not that consistency to it. So we'll just we'll get what we get with, with DC movies yeah. and we'll just have to deal with it. And I was let down with some of the some the sort of the lack of some of the Easter eggs in this film. I was a bit Well this is uh, yeah, so let's go into spoilers because yeah, one yeah. of the big things that they changed out of the the, the, the comic book New Fifty Two to the, the screen was they didn't do Black Adam. Yeah, which was which was what I was expecting for the uh, end credit sequence. I was expecting to see teaser, you know, Black Adam shows up and starts going, "Where's Shazam?" or something like that. And, yeah, yeah, there's something like we that. We get a tiny, really tiny cool. reference to him in the film. Yeah, and that's it. When said, we get a fucking talking caterpillar, Mister Mind. We talked about that last week. Yeah, he is from a different planet and he can control other people. And it was fantastic. Mm. Was it? Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm looking. I was looking at it like because I was. I had no idea what to expect, and obviously wasn't on last week's episode. But I was expecting Black Adam. We've we've had talk about it. We had the Rock signed up to do it. He's been signed up for ten years. Though. Yeah, no. I know. But like that's and that's been teased and, and and around the traps for a while. And then yeah, him definitely not being in the film at the end was a massive letdown for it me. It was a giant kick in the gut. Well, that that's that's what the, the, I think. The reason why I was expecting that at the end was because of last week's episode, where that is the end of that of, the, of that comic book. That's the end of that comic book. And like the, essentially, what they had in this in this film was Mark Strong became the Black Adam type character, and was you know fighting around and doing mm. all the superhero stuff that Black Adam is doing in the comic series, and it just just missing that, and just I just I don't know, I just didn't sit right I just think if, the, if they wanted to actually have that yin and yang sort of relationship and I'm assuming that they do because I haven't read a single one of those books um, is that I would I would like at least a higher budget in general so if it is a sequel if they get a higher budget you would oh, yeah. want that there and just because that was the teaser I wouldn't count it out. Yeah. That's anyway. like sort of like how we had... Um, they could do anything, right? Think, think about yeah. how expensive it is just to get The Rock to actually show up and do something. But, like you that, know, think about The Rock showing up and how much that does to your box office return. If he shows up in a, in a DC movie... I don't he, want him in my DC No, nah, he'd be very good for Black I Adam. I don't want him. Who I doesn't want The Rock, Tom? There's, there's no one the else. The Rock is an international treasure, my friend. There's no one else. Treasure to, him! There's no one else to <laughs> play Black Adam. No one else, like, physically... Can play Black Adam besides The Rock. He He's, looks like fuck it. They've made Black Adam look like him as well. And I love the the backstory for Black Adam as well. It's it's quite it is a quite dark backstory. Surprise, he's an anti hero character. Yeah. But you know he's he's got a very interesting turn, and the the reason his his motivations are pretty amazing. So I think having that kind of story, doing something with a quality actor like The Rock, I think would be you know that's the direction they need to take it. Mm. Um, one of the other Easter eggs that was a bit 
uh, I was like, I'm excited, but I'm disappointed at the same time. Was that, of course, at the very end of the film, um, and we see in the trailers, Freddy loves superheroes. He loves Batman. He loves Superman, stuff like that. And at the very end of the film, there's the sort of ongoing uh, joke that um, Billy will, uh, that Freddy has asked Billy to turn into Shazam and come through the cafeteria and say, "Yep, you're my friend," and that's it. And uh, at the end of the film, they're in the cafeteria, and you know. The, the rest of the Shazam family, if you will, are all sitting around. They're like, oh, what are you doing here? We don't have lunch together. And then Shazam walks in. He's like, hey, yeah, he's my best bud. And sits down and he goes, oh, I bought another friend. Hope you don't mind. And Superman walks in. But you don't see his head because of the, the way the camera is. And I just went, oh, come on. It was pretty funny. It was cool. And I was like, yes, awesome, great. A, how did they make? But B, we'll see. you CGI'd a mustache off Henry, Henry Cavill's head. Why can't you just put the head back on? Because they didn't need to. No, I because reckon- they didn't have the budget. They didn't have the extra thirty million dollars to CGI out the mustache for that one scene, so they just cut him off at the neck. But <laughs> that's I- why. There's your reason. I honestly <laughs> reckon you could have just like somehow CG see take a CGI shot out of Justice League or something I, of him just walking and then. I bang. really hope that is the case, and that <laughs> was actually Henry Cavill in that <laughs> suit, but they cropped it because they couldn't afford to get rid of the mustache. That Jesus. would be fantastic. Speaking of, did you see the photo that got leaked this, yes. uh, this week, which was uh, which I thought would have come up in the news because it's pretty huge. Um, Warner Brothers had claimed that they were never going to show any footage, raw footage of Henry Cavill as Superman with the mustache, and there was a like an in the editing. Sweet kind of photo taken of Henry Cavill with the mustache as Superman. Doesn't look too bad. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't actually realise oh, that he had like the show full, us that cut. The, the full stubble as well. So yeah, they, yeah I, the whole I, thing. Thought, I thought they'd just CG the mustache. So it look, I think his they, cheeks look fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the incre- mustache yeah. hard to top lip though as well. So like that's hard to. Animate. That's that's the problem yeah. that they've got. So. I, it's, it looks pretty incredible. Oh, show us that cut. Show us that as a director's cut with the mustache. I, I want to see I that. I would have said just grow out the rest of his facial hair and have him as bearded Superman from when he returns back. Anyway, that's just... Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, yeah. I, I really <laughs> I really liked uh, the scene where um, Dr. Savannah goes to essentially his dad's board meeting. Oh, yeah, And locks cool. the door and he kills everyone in there and throws his brother throws out the window. Throws his brother, yeah. His brother's like, don't make me embarrass you. And he just literally picks him no, up. And, and he goes, ask, the ask the eight ball if you can throw me out of here. And he goes, what? And he just throws him out the window. He goes, looks like all signs point to no. And I was just like, oh, man, this is fucking cool. And then just having the, it reminded me a little bit of Alien, just like the the sort of the, the receptionist, you know, he's trying to go to the door to see what the noise is and just seeing all these people slam up against the door, like screaming, help us. And I'm like, there's no blood in this scene, but honestly, it doesn't need it. It's terrifying. Yeah. I thought it was great. Kind of looked a little bit for me like that scene from Independence Day. Peace. No peace. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. <laughs> But like, I, I, like, it was a very uh, good scene to set up him as a as a menacing villain. I think oh that yeah, was, that was his real turn. Where you got, you got a bit of a threat later on, but that was really and his the little, the little psychological twist. At the end twist. Where all the all the demons sort of go back, all the sins go back into his eye, which is holding it all. And then he goes, "Oh yes, and greed is yours." And then greed just jumps on top of his dad, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about him." Mm. All right, so. Here's another negative that I had to save for spoilers because it spoils the ending of how they dis- defeat Dr. Savannah. Yep. There is a scene where they, um, the kids, um, like Shazam the, family. the Shazam, Shazamily, um, show up and they one of them throws a batarang at the back of Dr. Savannah's head while, while all of the, the demons are outside of his body. Yep. And it injures him. He, he's, but yeah, so it hits him in the back of the head. He turns around and... 
and Shazam sees this going on mm. and sees that you know he's been cut and then sees the demons go back inside the, this guy's body and then it heals up. Yep. So he has the immediate knowledge of what's happening with this particular person. Yep. He knows then, okay, if they are all out, I can kill him. Yep. The family does not see that. The family does not see that moment, but in the very next scene, and, and there's no time for Shazam to actually explain it to them. Yeah, because it's all following him. Okay, exactly yeah. right. And so the very next scene, the kids come to this realisation without having seen any of that th- that happened before, they say, if they're all outside his body, we can hurt him and we can we can kill him. We just have to get them all out and it's going to be good. They make that statement without actually I understanding... Freddie Freddy gets it, though. Freddy's like... Because Freddy knows a lot about superheroes they, and villains and stuff. they haven't seen any of those things to indicate that that would happen. Yeah, but Th- that's it? that. I have a massive problem with like this, this like telegraph stuff. That stuff that happens to one person doesn't immediately get understood by somebody else. There has to be a means of communication. Hang on, doesn't there. Shazam say something like we can't hurt him with things in him? No, doesn't he say when we're that's, running? That's when they're l- running, literally what they the kids come up with. They come up with their own thing on their own, independent of anything. I that thought Shazam I ever heard like Shazam say something when they go into the room with all the doors in it. No, nothing, I, nothing there. I didn't particularly notice that, but can I just say, wow. Pretty obviously practiced with that batarang because, like, to be able to throw it from across the room and get him on the back of the head, like, yeah, I, I imagine that's not easy. Impressive, mm. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> but I do like earlier in the film, they're like, "Oh, careful! The batarang is it's quite sharp. You can cut someone with it, and then cuts the back of his head." Mm. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Now, I, I did have a thing. Yep. I'm just gonna say, yeah, like, yeah. like, I understand that it's comic, like it's comic book accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it the I outfit? Could, I could, no, I, I, I could survive with one ridiculous outfit. Ah. Uh. Not so sure about six. That's exactly what they look like in the book. I know, but doesn't mean it's good. Did you notice? Uh, We didn't have the tiger, though, so... um, Yeah, we didn't have the tiger. Which I'm very upset about. Probably would have been more forgivable had there been a tiger. A Shazam tiger? A Shazam... Shazaga? Shazaga. Yep. Right. Um, (laughs) A tiger... Tazam? (laughs) Tazam. Yeah. um, Because they've all got their own powers and stuff like that. I lost my shit. Um, I can't remember the the kid's name, but it's the one who loves video games and playing video games. Yeah. yeah. When he f- he's tr- he's trying to shoot <laughs> lightning at the demon, and he goes Hadouken and shoots lightning. He goes Hoo! Oh, he that was pretty cool. Oh, he does too. He, yeah. he does another video game reference. I don't remember the second. Fatality. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah when he pulls fat- the eyeball, he goes Fatality, and he goes, I got the voice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what. Um, yeah. That, they seem to show that. They seem to go. Oh, they all have different powers. Yeah. But then at certain points, it was like. But do they? Or do they all have the same? So the, so, the green one was strength. Um, there was strength, speed, there was lightning. Purple was speed, the black suit was lightning, blue was flight. But they yeah. all seem to have, a and, couple of them um, seem to have super strength at points. Mary was wisdom. So I will say that in the uh, the actual comic book, it's like, a, it's like a temporary thing though, and he gets the powers returned to him. Yeah, if he gets it like too exhausted, they all return to him. Yeah, but and 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 I, I don't think that that's indicated in this movie. So I don't and like it's assumed at the end that they're all still superheroes. Yeah, so that's what Mon said to me. She goes, "Well, they're all superheroes, isn't that a bit?" I'm like, "Yeah, but in order for the, they all go back to their normal forms, but in the books, if they want to go back to their Shazam forms, Shazam needs to give them the, his their power, yeah, and that, that that's not indicated. So it's not it's, referenced. Yeah, no. so essentially, what we're going to get is the Shazam's family. Next time, Rich. yeah, the, yeah, the Shazam's family. But I reckon that that could be an interesting thing for a sequel, where it, it would be, of course, like, well, Billy slash Shazam has mm. reign over all the powers. Freddie doesn't want to use, you know, he's disabled. He doesn't want to be like that. He wants to be superhero constantly. And then you'll have the sort of the issue that you had with this film of Shazam 
you know, misusing, his, uh, abusing his powers, and then you know the kids not necessarily wanting to be in those forms. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's potential for that, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I want just. I think if you're going to do one character, just do one character. I think managing six kids' personalities within that, mm. within these superhero forms, I think is a, a little bit too much. Mm. So they're going to yeah. have to explain their way out of that if they do another film. Well, that's the thing. You, you essentially took a single character film that I, I thought was fine as a single character film and turned mm. it into an ensemble film. Yeah. And if the second one is going to continue with the same vein, I'm just like, well, no, I wanted, well, well, to, I wanted to see that character. Well, clearly, um, according to Judy's formula, they can't break up the team at the start of the film and then bring them back together again so they need to keep the whole team together <laughs> Yep. <laughs> there is. What if something to Where you will find this superhero Ooh, who Yoda. trained me. Um, the one moment in this film. Shake Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman, you want Superman? Superman. What about Batman? Oh, he left. You must go to Metropolis. <laughs> um, the one thing that I that too old dipping in the jetty. <laughs> <laughs> too old. <laughs> I did say I will say when they're all stuck in the Rock of Eternity and they're trying to like figure out a way to get out and it's like Shazam's like think of one place any place it doesn't matter where just take us home and he takes them all to a strip club and then they're all oh, running outside okay. the lair is called the Rock of Eternity is it? yeah okay because you said when they're all in the Rock of Eternity I'm like it's a what that, that's what? why he was saying I couldn't say the Rock but I completely forgotten it was called that so I that was yeah. totally I fun. had no idea um, the, the, <laughs> the one thing uh, I will say is my final note that this film had that no other superhero film has had um at least to this effect is there's a, a moment in the film towards the end where shazam is fighting dr savannah he's getting the, the shit kicked through him in a carnival and he gets thrown into like a into a toy stall um and there's a little girl hiding and she's with her dad and she's scared and he just gives her this soft plush tiger toy and he's like hold on to it and hold on to it tight you know we'll keep you safe and i went no other comic book film of recent years, even say up to Iron Man to now, has had that moment of the kid's scared, the hero is here to protect. It's always been like Iron Man 2 was the kid trying to shoot, you know, the robot. The robot was going to shoot little Peter Parker and Iron Man goes, good shot, kid, and runs off. I'm like, that's not a, a scared, vulnerable kid with a hero trying to protect them. And that sort of, that soft, innocent moment sort of thing, you don't... I, I'll I pay that. had that moment in a superhero film. I'll pay that. It was it was a genuine moment, and it was you could feel the genuine emotion from the from yeah. everyone involved. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I it's, it's like you, good. You, you need that in like a Superman film or something like that sort of. Yeah. But like for Shazam, it worked because it's like it's a kid protecting another kid. It's that it's it just it, it worked beautifully. And for me, I was like. That big emotional hit right in he the was, chest. He was crying. I was close. Of course. And that's one of the things that I was sort of talking about earlier when I was saying the relationships. I felt like this film had heart. Oh, personally. yeah. I don't know. It was trying. I felt it was really trying to find that heart. And I just. Uh, but I think that they made emotional leaps that weren't necessarily earned. And that was my problem with it. Mm. I think is they just they needed something else. They needed it to be presented in a slightly different way. And then the connection like was clearly there at the end of the film, but it was just that transition between no, 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 yes. Like there's mm. there's got it there wasn't just that middle ground. There wasn't enough of that middle ground yeah. for me to see that that character logically made that decision. Yeah. So I also will right. say I absolutely absolutely lost my shit in mm. the savannah shazam fight and there's the piano from philadelphia where like he's trying to run he goes ding, and then you just hear ding 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 and then punch through a window and yes <laughs> lost it i will say I that, that was it. supposed to be a laugh moment i just went Meh. yeah i don't know <laughs> i fucking lost it 
All right, I think it's time to go around the table and do the review scores. And um, I think we need to do a maybe. I, w- I would like to start with Judy this time. I think like setting the tone for the conversation. Cool. Uh, my highest and probably most controversial one was Aquaman for a nine point six. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Shazam. Um, I will say what let it down is the where the the sort of the film is placed within its timeline. The end credits, like the actual animated credit fun, you know, the movies over credits was like Shazam hanging out with Aquaman taking photos and cool, doing some cool fighting with Wonder Woman and stealing the Batmobile. I'm like, that would be great if it was before Justice League. So then you could actually have Shazam interact with these characters in the film and be excited for Justice League. But this is post-Justice League and you have no, there's no way that they're all going to interact together. It's, okay. just, it's not going to work. Um, and of course, like this entire film, I'm sitting there going, there has to be something for Black Adam. And the only Black Adam thing we got was there was another champion and he let out the sins. And I am now only picking champions that are pure of heart. And I'm like, that's it? Like, there's no giant vault with Black mm. Adam locked behind it or anything like that in the books? Like, I was disappointed with that. Mm. Um, but with that being said, I am giving this a nine. I actually really, really like this. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. Okay. Tom? Oh, we're going this way, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the wrong way. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I'm, I'm happy to go if you were, you were <laughs> nervous to give you a score, buddy. <laughs> no, look, to be perfectly honest with you, I actually, I enjoyed, I thought this was better than Aquaman. So did Mon. Mon actually is preferred this over Aquaman, and she loved Aquaman over Spider-Verse. <laughs> Those are whole different conversations. Let's not get into that right now, Tom. I can see triggers. <laughs> Triggering the triggers. No way he just said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. You're gonna. Th- I'm gonna say that I did think there was. I felt the heart in this film myself. Sure. Mm. At least on the on the first review. Now. Um, I didn't see a couple of the issues that you sort of saw, the, mm-hmm. the massive CGI ones. I didn't actually see myself. Yeah. Uh, my major issue was with the action. Okay. Um, and the script that was a bit janky at times. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think I actually did enjoy watching it um, more than I was expecting to, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to probably give this a, a seven. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. You're running these down, aren't you? No, I'm not, but I will later on. So oh, that's yeah, I, I think there's, I will, only, I will there's f- only three to track at this stage, so it's pretty good. I will, <laughs> yes, well, that's it. I will say, just before we get to your review, the one thing that is really impressing me for this film is no one knew the character of Shazam this time last year. Like, no one no one had... Like, the general public knew basically nothing of the character. Like, he looks sure. like a knockoff Superman sort of thing, and now it's like... For a film to nail a lot of the things that people are like, cool, this Shazam character is actually pretty fucking cool. And now they're going back and reading mm. books and stuff about him. Okay. Fair yeah. cool. Mm. Um, for mine, I think I've, I've said all the things that I, I wanted to about this film. I was very um, unexcited to see this in the first That's instance. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I thought it was going to be mishandled. I didn't think potentially that Zachary Levi could carry the, the role. Mm. And for the most part, I thought he did fairly okay um, with, what he was, with what he was doing. I think there was just, there's so much to deal with, like an emotional teen and you know, a grown man pretending to be a teen. There's 
always going to be clashes with you know how they link up in their acting styles. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I've never particularly liked him as a leading man, but yeah, I think he did fairly well for what uh, for what this film was. Mm. Um, for the most part, though, I was you know I was expecting disappointment, um, and I yeah I, I feel like I was I ended up getting. A little bit more than I bargained for. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Aquaman. Hmm. So um, I thought Aquaman was just, you know, we'll, we'll go back and listen to our thoughts on Aquaman. Um, I won't shit on it <laughs> too much today. But I. <laughs> We're duty holding a very, very sharp knife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a more coherent storyline than Aquaman. Yep. Um, yep. And so therefore, um, I'm going to give it a slightly better score uh, at a seven as well. Very cool. So, yeah, so there we go. So that's mine. Um, I do also, though. Um, have messages from the boys, um, from the two lads. The Hellboy? Oh, boys. Oh, boys. Yeah, boys. Yeah, boy. That, uh, that did not show up today, but they did go and see the movie last night. So I wonder, I'll see if I can play this, because uh, they sent me a video message last night. Okay. After, like, moments after they left the center. They must have gone to the same session I did over the other side of town. Um, so brace yourself. This is uh, 48 seconds long. We'll see if this works. Hello. Is this thing on? I'm going to give Shazam a solid 4.5. We saw Shazam. 4.5 from Anne. It was fun. It was shit. I'm going to give it <laughs> It's six. worse than all of the Rocks movies. Six. You give it a six. I give it a 4.6. Six. Get in here. This is Cat. I'll give it a what do you Cat was here too. Cat, Cat, what do you give it? Six. It was bad, but so six. Yeah. Six. Six. 4.5 worse than the Rocks things. Oh, and we're predicting that Duty's going to give, give it this. an 8.5 or above. Yeah, I'm going to say 8 or above. Because um, uh, uh, ahead of time, Duty, you're wrong, you're an idiot. Bye. It's a comic book accurate. Comic book accurate. It's crap. Bye, see you. Also, um, Billy. <laughs> um, so there we go Billy <laughs> <laughs> That was the boys uh, Ian with a 4.5 Really did not like this movie I think Ian doesn't like anything I'm just All of say, his friends are get out I, I, I just <laughs> I think he might have got that one A little bit harshly wrong on that one I think yeah, he really had a bad experience in there And probably that He didn't like us as well uh, Look, there's, I, I didn't like us I don't like us anyway. I mean, we're horrible people. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think um, he probably marked that more harshly than all of us. I think probably if we're looking at ends of the bell curve, um, you know, Tom, myself, um, Ollie, and obviously Cat are the bell ends. Um, so we're <laughs> no wait, we're in the middle. I've always been told that. <laughs> we're in the middle, and and Duty and Ian are the bell ends because they're either the, end yeah, of either the bell end. curve. You've got. I think so. If we eliminate the outliers, it's about a six point five. I think so. Yeah, I think that's six point five to seven is is the the colloquial score. Yeah, yeah. is it? Oh, it's a seven point nine nine IMDb at the moment. Yeah, I think like there's been a lot of early review scores that have come out that have been extremely positive for um, for Shazam. Um, so the the ratings have been quite high. I think the same thing happened with Aquaman. They had a lot of really good early positive early reviews, um, and then the scores have drifted down over time. So to be sort of more in that moderate level, I think we'll probably find the same with Shazam. We'll, we'll end up in that that same category. So I think yeah, like I said, I think it ends wrong. Four point five is that's an atrocious. That's, very, that's, that's really lo- there was there was. There was a lot to like about this film. I think there were some really good positives in, 
in here, and they definitely would be above a 4.5. Mm. You consider especially like, you know, look at Mark Strong's performance, and you look at every single uh, like bad guy outside of Thanos in the Marvel Universe, and I would suggest that Mark Strong would probably be better than most of those as far as motivations he, and performance. He, he actually had some development there, which, yeah. which was a lot of the other characters don't, and Mark Strong is a good actor. I so. want yeah. my, my blood. Um, I want my bird. My bird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some of the, like some of those characters. Marvel's been synonymous with having terrible, mm. uh, like terrible villains, great heroes. But yeah, I think he for for this particular role was a great villain and mm. did a, a fantastic job. And we might get him back with uh, Mister Mind. Hopefully, we get him um, doing some more stuff because he's he's definitely a, an actor that needs to keep doing stuff. So mm. on on the performance of that alone, based on everything else that we've seen from Marvel and DC, I think you know giving it into that. Like a four point five is probably a little bit harsh, in so suck an egg, buddy. You, yeah. Six from an Ollie is actually lower than I was expecting as well. Yeah. As soon as I finished the movie, I messaged Ollie saying what my range score is, and said that one moment with the the stuffed animal just so much fucking hard in that film. Yeah, and that mm. that can turn a film for people. Like I, I the the couple of moments that I picked up started turning the film for me in the other direction. So mm, the mm. catching of the on the glass, that's you know that stuff for me started going. Well, I need to look at this more closely than I have been mm. to see what the seams are like. And I, I didn't like what I saw in that, those moments. So I, I did like lightning. Lighting with, with my hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. Great, great moment. Genuine yeah. laughs in those. Did moments, you yeah. like go like, whoa? There's like that one scene where uh, Doctor Savannah's assistant's like, none of this magic stuff is real. You think this is real? And she slaps the door and she just turns to Ash and goes like, Rah! and I'm like, oh fuck. I will say, I never once went whoa in this movie. It didn't. It, there wasn't a like astounding moments. But I, I I enjoyed my watch. I was it was better than I expected it to be. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed right. my watch. I was checking the time the entire film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fellas, well, that is our review for Shazam. Next week, we have the reboot Hellboy R-rated in Australia. Yeah. So don't be go seeing this one with your little boys. Our boy. Yeah, our boy. Hellboy. Getting it nice and deep like. Righto. <laughs> um, so, of course, next week's All episode. All the way down to hell. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> next week's episode will be Hellboy. We'll hopefully have our Hellboy resident oh, no, expert. He, he coming on. We we making sure he he's on. our boy on our boy. Yep. We got an our boy for our boy. I don't know why. The week on this action. The week after. I, so I do declare. Oh, I do declare. <laughs> the week after that, I reckon we do a MCU recap for Endgame coming up. So of course, I'm Marvel. right there with you, dog. Oh. Yeah, you are. <laughs> And then, of course, we have Endgame. <laughs> Fucking Foghorn Leghorn over here. <laughs> I say, I say, I say, boy, we had a 12-piece bucket of trouble. <laughs> no, I know I ain't no city chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you was cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, I have been Doody Dootrum signing off. Uh, I got nothing. I need to think of something. You do. Yeah. And I'm Fuzzy Dan, and I'm just glad that Duty hasn't quit the episode following those review scores. I'm from literally just, I'm going to gonna buy a copy of Blade Runner 2049 now and snap the disc in front of Ian and go, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> we, got, we started something. Yeah. <laughs> He's honestly reviewing bad films Whoa. just to fucking trigger me. That boy going to get, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> I said, boy. <laughs> right. right in the mouth. <laughs> oh, I went old school, uh, like, inspected <laughs> Prospector, rather. Prospector. Uh, prospector. Yeah. I like to inspector your prospector. <laughs> We're still starting off here. Yeah. Mate. No tangents. I've been told. <laughs> Shalados.
You can say saladas multiple times. There's no. Sure, I'm, not putting a, I'm not putting saladas. Ian's thing in there. Saladas. Saladas. I haven't drug 